the Cigar Cast, your weekly one-stop shop for all things cigar-related, including industry news, reviews, and everything in between. We're recording live from Crown Cigars and Nails here in beautiful Brentwood, Tennessee. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Edmond. I'm joined as I am every week by Mr. Shane Reeves. A round of applause. He made it through. Woo! On, only two tries this only week. Only two tries. Well, I really think coming up, because what tripped me up was I was about to give you the high sign I give when we come back from the break. I think one of these weeks coming up, I'm just going to randomly do that and see you intro the show. Yeah. And it'll start out with, uh, this is Cigar Cast. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and I'm leaving it in. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll have to work on that. But very excited about the show tonight. I have, you know, one of my great joys in life. I know anybody that listens to Cigar Cast probably don't know this, but torturing Trey is kind of a tradition for me. It is becoming that way, certainly. And uh, so tonight, I reached into my locker. I keep a bag of cigars in my locker just for the cigar cast. When I win something interesting in poker, when I come across something interesting that I have, I, I keep a bag in the locker. And tonight I said, Trey, I want you to pull one from my bag of tricks here and decide that that's going to be the cigar you're going to smoke tonight on the podcast. All right, so, so I have not seen any so of these. So here's the bag. So while you, while you right. evaluate your decision, I'm going to talk about the cigar I'm going to smoke tonight. I'll actually give you a few minutes to, to think through your choices as they sit there in front of you. How did you and get I'll, this thing closed? Tonight, I'm going to be smoking an Oliva Series V Maduro. Now, this is a special release that only comes out once a year. Um, I'm smoking the Double Toro. It's a 6x60. It's a Mexican San Andreas wrapper over a Nicaraguan binder and filler. By the way, there is one of these in that bag. Okay. And I'll, so, but it's the I'm Double Toro. I'm sorry, tor- I wasn't listening. This is the V. Melanio, or the v, Series v, v. Maduro. Maduro. Yeah. And I'll, it's a Mexican San Andreas wrapper over Nicaraguan binder and fillers. Um, I will admit this is not the first one I smoked. You were supposed to let me pull that. <laughs> <laughs> I was prepared to give you significant guff over that. I, I have stolen your thunder yet again. Yeah. Oh. But I really enjoy this cigar, and the price on it was like eleven ninety eight. That's not bad. So for a special release, um, it does remind me a lot of the Milanio. It kind of reminds me of the size I wish the Milanio was, and definitely reminds me of the price I wish the Milanio right. was. Yeah, that Milanio is is pretty high. It's, it, it's good. Don't get me wrong. They only made 6,000 boxes of these and 10 cigars for each side. So 12,000 boxes. The other size is a double Robusto. It's a 5 by 54 but this is the double Toro in the 6 by 60 So I saw that when you handed me this bag. Uh, and, and I'm really interested to try this cigar, but it's just too big for me. I, I don't think I would appreciate or enjoy that size of that cigar as much as you will. So I'm going to leave that one in the bag. Okay. Now, for those listening at home, playing along at home, the five cigars in the bag, hold on, I'll tell them because I want the listeners at home to get to make a guess which one you're going to smoke. Okay. I have a um, LFD cabinet number five. I also have an LFD, um, I can't read the label on it. Because Coronado. I, Coronado. We have a Long Live the King from Caldwell Cigars. We have a Pappy Van Winkle Tradition, and we have the LFD, or the Oliva Series V Milano. Maduro. Yes. So which one will you be choosing for your smoke for tonight? Now, I have already made my selection in my head. Okay. But before we went on the air, we have our executive producer with us, 
and we had you both choose which you think I'm going to choose out of this bag. Right. I want to know what your selection was. Well, pull it out. Pull out the one you're going to smoke first. Okay. So that this, so that this is a true blind test. Okay. We're probably wasting a lot of intro prob- time tonight. That's quite all right. Well, but- it just means that I'm not going to spend 20 minutes talking about my cigar like I have the last couple of weeks. So the executive producer and myself both chose the Long Live the King. Oh, he went for the cabinet number five. I did indeed. Because I smoked the Long Leave the King just a few weeks ago. You smoked the King is Dead. Oh, that's what it was. E- either way. Uh, <laughs> but, it too, but, but I knew that's what you both chose. I chose it based on size because I know how you are as far as size. And I am. I am a slave to size. That will, as, as we talked about a few weeks ago, that will, given, given the choice between... It's, 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 it's like recording with a teenager sometimes, Shane. It is. Uh, it's, it's, it's like having a six-year-old, I know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, given the choice between a couple of cigars uh, that I like equally, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on size. But the, the cabinet number five is a, is a size that I really like, too. This is a, a six by 54. Right. And I will say you're very gentlemanly because there's been a number of times that I've reached into the pot where I won from poker and said, hey, Trey, have a cigar on me tonight. And you always manage not to get greedy. You always manage to temper and pull a cigar that I won't necessarily miss. Mm-hmm. And uh, now the cabinet number five I'm going to miss. But he My has apologies. more in the humidor. <laughs> <laughs> but I would well, like to see you enjoy that. Well, but looking at the other four in those boxes, those are harder to come by than this one is. Or right. in that bag. You know, the, the V Maduro is something that just came out. I know you're on your second one now. And, I, and again, that being in the size that you prefer, I'm not going to take that out of your hand. The Pappy Van Winkle is not something that you come across easily. I know it's not your favorite cigar, but I also know it is kind of a special release. Same with the, you know, the Coronado. That's, that's a hard cigar to come by. And I've had a Coronado, and I was not as impressed with the Coronado. And all the LFD I smoked last week's probably the the LFD Suave is probably my favorite cigar that has come from that. But two weeks ago, I was sitting here at the cigar shop, and we have a new guy working here. And he came out and he tapped me on the shoulder and he said, "Hey, can you come give me a hand in the humidor with this gentleman?" Is there any better feeling in the world? Oh no, nothing. Not, not in a cigar shop, anyway. No, nothing in a cigar shop. And so he tapped me on the shoulder and we walked in and the. The gentleman in there, he was a new smoker, and he was trying to pick some cigars, and he said, I'm looking for the one that's wrapped in a tobacco leaf. Okay. I said, that's the leaf by Oscar. I said, if he has any left, which I don't think he does, they would be right here. And, of course, they weren't right there. And so we went over to the Padron section, and he said, what compares to a Padron? And I said, nothing. Nothing compares to a Padron. I said, but. If you're looking for a Dominican version of the Padron, the Padron being a Nicaraguan Puro, mm-hmm. if you're wanting to go for something with some Dominican tobacco that's going to be comparable to what the Padron's going to feel like, I actually put the cabinet number five in his hand. He ended up buying four of them to take with him because I said, I believe if I had to call it the Dominican Padron, I would call the cabinet number five the Dominican Padron. I would say... If you're if you're talking about Padron from a thousand series standpoint, I completely agree with your assessment. I mean, I don't think it even comes close to comparing to the anniversary series, uh, but 
the as far as 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 far as comparing to the thousand series by Padron, I think yes, this is the the Dominican equivalent. I, I would absolutely agree with that. Um, the the blend on this, just because I had to pull it up because I didn't know I was going to be smoking it, is uh, <laughs> a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper, which I'm a huge fan of. I've spoken about that many times on the show before. Uh, with um, just Dominican binder and filler. It is a Dominican Puro that gets a lot of power. I think, you know, my complaint against LFD, and I don't, it's not really a complaint, but it's that they blend so much to strength that a lot of time you lose the nuance of flavor. But I think between the chisel, the chapter one, and this, you know, those are their three best cigars in terms of bringing really good flavor profile to the strength of the cigar and blending it very, very well. This is this is a great cigar. It's one that I don't smoke very often, and uh, which was why it was part of the reason for which I, I pulled it out of the bag tonight. Well, and I'll tell you that the one of the things I love about the cabinet number five is the fact that it comes in a fifty count box. I feel like a 50-count box is a huge benefit because you don't have... It's not like this that comes in a 10-count box that you have to rush for. Right. No, absolutely. I think there's something... You know, we talked about presentation a few weeks ago on the show. And, you know, it kind of flies in the face of what you think of when you talk about presentation. You think of, you know, the fancy box, the fancy label. But there's something about that 50-count box that just looks good on the shelf. Yeah, it just it does, and it gives you enough that you can confidently send somebody to the shop two days later and know there's a good chance that that cigar will still be in the humidor. Mm-hmm. And all you know, you're now those that know know the cabinet number fives are great, and they reach for them. Right. But it does seem like LFD has more availability issues. I feel like than any other cigar brand. Yeah, I think I th- I think that's that's the biggest pox mark on their brand. Is that, do you think that's distribution problems or do you think that's just the way they make cigars or what do you think that is? I think it's, pro- I think it's uh, demand more so than any, I, I think it's probably demand and distribution. Yeah, I don't know if exactly what that is, but so let's start this week real quick. I want to catch one legislative update. Okay. Um, Donald Trump issued sanctions on Nicaraguan leaders on November 28th. Hmm. And and basically the sanctions, um, he signed an executive order sanctioning Rosario Maria Murillo and De Ortega, the vice president of Nicaragua. And basically what this means is she can't do business and she can't own property in America. Okay. And all because he's trying to encourage them. Violence has been in Nicaragua since April on the Ortega administration. He's trying to encourage them to give the Nicaraguan people a vote and bring this to a head. How this relates to us is cigar makers did, do believe that the sanctions will not have any effect on their business. But I know that was a big concern from a lot of people as, as to how that will. And, and in the weeks coming, we'll, we'll learn more about what that's going to mean, if anything, to the, the cigar industry. The only, I think the only tangible thing we have felt here in the states since april has been just the canceling of the cigar safari yeah i don't know that there's been a whole lot else that has really um affected us from a consumer standpoint yeah so i i don't think it's that big that big an issue for us and all this series v i love this size and this cigar because i get the cold draw and it's a cool smoke for a little while now 
that cabinet number five, is it still a little bigger than you're used to smoking? No, this is about right for me. Uh, uh, that the, the 50, 50, 50 to 56 is really my, 52 to 56 is really my wheelhouse. So this is, this is perfect. This is about the same size as the Tennessee Waltz. Yeah, it's about that same size, but it's it just so much flavor. Yeah, it really does. So much flavor, just a great, great stick. So we're in December now. We're coming up toward the end of the year. And, you know, everybody does their Cigar of the Year awards. Mm-hmm. Those lists will probably start coming out late December, early January pretty quick. Yeah. And I'll, um, tonight, one of the things I do want us to talk about is I want us to do the Stogie Awards. Okay. But I also want us to have categories that really matter to us. Right. Um, you know, basically, if your cigar will burn and you're willing to buy $25,000 worth of advertising, you can get on the aficionado list. Historically, yeah. Yeah. And, but I want to talk and about... And as we learned last year, their limited release rule apparently doesn't apply anymore either. Right. Apparently, because last year's winner, the Eye of the Shark, should not have even been on the list. Right. According, According to, to their, their own rules. Right. To their own rules. So, but we we tend to abuse aficionado a lot. <laughs> we do. Um, we've actually done a little bit better job of that this year, I think, uh, once we got further away from the, uh, from the end of the year list. But yeah, one of the things when we first started talking about the Stogie Awards was making sure that we're not just doing our favorite cigar of the year, but but really, you know, diving into some of the more nuanced categories that matter to us. Uh, one of the things we did last year was sleeper cigar, and I think that's definitely something that we need to bring back. Yeah, we definitely need to have a sleeper, but let's talk about kind of what our general parameters are going to be, because the first parameter is the most obvious, but is also the hardest for me, because what's my cigar of the year been is not necessarily a cigar that was released in 2018. Yeah, I think we need to have maybe two different categories for that, because I do want to talk about our favorite cigar that was released this year, but I also want to talk about the our favorite cigar we smoked this year. Right, you know, can you ha- can we have a rookie of the year category? I like that, yeah. I, I think th- that's I th- a good quality, uh, yeah, g- th- a good title for that. I think, I think rookie of the year is where we will actually limit it to a cigar that was released this year. And there was some great cigars released this year. Yeah, the, uh, I mean, it just came out, but the, uh, uh, the Buckeye Land, fantastic cigar. Buckeye Land was a great cigar that was released this year. Um, I have a list here in front of me, and I just hit the wrong button and lost it of the ones that, that were released. You know, we got to get you on paper. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to look at doing something actually writing, but if you've ever seen my handwriting, you would know that's not a great idea. Uh, and, you know, there's also a lot of cigars. It seems to me that 2018 was kind of the year of the low-cost cigar. Yeah, there was a lot of San Andreas that hit the market this year. Yep, a lot of San Andreas, but, you know, the Drew Estate Factory smokes. You still I, haven't gotten your hand on one of those, No, have you? still haven't got them. Austin hadn't got them here, and a lot of places haven't got them. I've been to several different stores and not been able to, to actually get my hand on the factory smokes, and I think that's as much as anything to do with the way Drew Estate's marketing them, wanting you have to buy X number of bundles in order to get them into your store. Right. And it's hard for a cigar retailer to buy 25 bundles of a cigar. That's untested. And an un, un, in inexpensive cigar at that. Right, right. You know, because then he's either got to buy the bundles and break them apart and hope that people like them well enough that they're going to buy a bundle. Mm -hmm. 
um, their marketing, I think, on their factory smokes near, you know, needs work. But I do think what they've done is they, they announced it early enough that they've gotten a, a pretty good following of people looking for it. So I think the first run for people that bring it in is going to sell out. I, I'll be interested to see how it does at, for repeat purchases. Well, and I've been seeing a lot of um, on the on the different cigar cartel and cigar dojo, a lot of people grabbing those factory smokes and su- and a less educated clientele says, "Oh, when everybody finds out about these, their price is going to go up." Yeah, that's not how it works. Yeah, I don't. I think I don't think they realize that that's a cigar that was built to be a low price cigar. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other one, the other low price cigar, I want to. Um, Pick up is La Aurora Canasador. I don't know that I'm familiar with that. Is that the new one? Yeah, that's the new one that La Aurora is doing that's supposed to be a $4 cigar. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and I still haven't gotten my hands on one, but I'm looking for it. Those just shipped last week. Yeah. So they haven't really started showing up yet. So I'm interested to actually get one of those and try that. So we're probably going to have, you know, we'll probably have a also a category cigar under $8. Oh, of course. Um, and really get into that. And this year, we might even be able to get down to a cigar under $5. It's entirely possible. You know, price and participation may vary on whether or not you can actually pick one up for that, but based on MSRP anyway. Well, and I was at a different cigar shop this weekend, and they had a 20 20 cigars you got 20% off. Well, I had like 16 cigars, and he said, well, if you buy four more, you get... 20% 20% off. And then I thought, but I don't want to buy four more $12 cigars. Right. But they happened to have the um, house blend there that were $5 each. Perfect. And their house blend was actually made by Cordoba and Morales. Oh. I didn't know Cordoba and Morales had a bundle business, but I bought two barber poles and two regular ones. And I said, if nothing else, I'll throw them in the Muchador. Yeah, exactly. And um, we, we do need to also have a category for Muchador Cigar of the Year. I like it, yeah. To, to put our, put our say, hey, producer, are you writing this stuff down? <laughs> uh, now, now, if you're going to go from audience to producer, you're going to have to write some stuff down here. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> she, she just gave me the look. That means she's got she's to start following along. But our big categories, the main categories, the Workhorse Cigar of the Year. What's the cigar this year that was your workhorse that you probably smoked more of, that you reached for, that you knew was a dependable smoke? You knew the price was going to be right. You knew that the length of time to smoke was going to be right. Mm-hmm. What was your workhorse cigar of this year? And Which I already know what mine is. Uh, and, and to our listeners, I want to say... Uh, as we're listing off these categories, send your nominations for for cigars in this category as well. We'd love to hear your feedback on, you know, the best inexpensive, the workhorse cigar, the sleeper cigar. Uh, really get some some input on that. Yeah, we'll start posting on Facebook at least a couple of times a week different categories and start getting some input from our listeners about this. Yeah, but just. In the workhorse category, not necessarily the winner, but what would be your workhorse cigar this year? Yeah. Um, oh, are you asking me? I'm asking you. Uh, the Padron 4000. You know, I thought that because more often than not, I've seen you walk in here with one of those in your hand. Yeah, that is that has become my Friday night smoke with exceeding regularity. It has also become a, a cigar that I, when I'm in the mood for nothing else, you know, it's just I know it's going to be consistent. I know it's going to get the job done, and I've been smoking a lot of those. You know, 
And the price is great on them. I mean, they're still less than 10 bucks. And I think that's a big part of choosing a workhorse is it's got to be something you could afford to smoke daily. Exactly. You know, or at least three times a week. Right. You know, for me, the DNA, the Undercrown Shade, both have been workhorses for me. See, the DNA is a very close second for me. In fact, it's very often, or, or even the Charter Oak. This is, I'm going to have to really, because um, I also smoked a lot of the Avo Heritage this year. So I've got a few that I'm going to have to kind of go back and, and whittle down. I'm getting the head shake on the Avo Heritage. I guess that one's out. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, there have been a lot this year. That I mean, oftentimes I'll pick up a DNA and a 4000 at the same time and smoke them either back to back or just always have that ready to go. Yeah, I think for a workhorse cigar, um, I want to get I want our listeners to give us some input as to what their workhorse cigars have been for this year. Um, I want to do the sleeper cigar again this year. The sleeper cigar this year for me has probably been the punch. The Diablo? The Diablo. I did not think I would enjoy that cigar near as much as I did, near as much as the first one I grabbed. Now, you mentioned, though, uh, on last week's show that that the bloom has kind of fallen off the rose on that cigar for you a little bit. It has. I'm wondering if it's going to come back. But if I had to pick a sleeper, and when when we define sleeper, I define that as a cigar that I did not know that I would enjoy until I actually started smoking it, that I did not think... It was, the, when you look at the recipe, when you look at the production, you look at the price, you say, I don't know that that's going to be a cigar I'm going to enjoy. But the Punch Diablo slipped up on me. Hmm. Interesting. What was your sleeper? Well, are we doing the awards now or are we doing oh, the preview? No, we're just it? giving people examples <laughs> oh, okay. of uh, what to be thinking of. Um, the Toronto Vault Series. Um, you know, for the budget conscious, you know, at a $6 cigar, it's really hard to beat. And... You know, I think for a lot of guys, you see that low price point and it becomes a sleeper because you, you get worried about quality. And for me, the quality's there on that cigar. And it's, it's unassuming. The, the boxes don't have a lot of description. It's the one that basically looks identical to the Camacho line in their, in their banding. But that one, that was one that really snuck up on me. Yeah, that was, that's one that on the surface you wouldn't necessarily think would be a cigar that you would go in a humidor looking for. And outside of that, you know, I'm not a huge Toronto fan in general. I mean, I like their stuff. The Exodus, I've smoked three boxes worth, and they don't even make it anymore as far as I know. Um, you know, that, that's a cigar. It, it, but it's a brand that I don't necessarily reach for, so I probably would have passed by it if Jack Toronto had not put one in my hand himself. Yeah, when Nate was here one night. Jack, Sean. Or John, excuse me, John was here one night. Sean. Sean. <laughs> yeah. He Sean listens was, to the show is the only reason I'm making you get it right. Well, since he's got promoted, he's not come and been on the it's show again. True. We need to we need to try and pin him down. Yeah, the he, the door is always open here at the cigar cash, Sean. Please come back and talk to us. Um also so special releases this year. Mm-hmm. Has this been a big year for special releases? It feels like it has been. Or I, I feel like we've smoked more on the air than we did last year. I don't know if we've been more in tune with the with the cigar community because we've just been doing the podcast. But I'd, I'd be interested to know, has everybody else noticed? You know, it seems like every week there's a $20 Fuente Opus something coming in here. Right. And I'll, every week it seems like I come in here and Austin's unpacking a box and I go over there to look at the box and it's something from Fuente. Well, and Crowned Heads has released three special releases this year. 
off the top uh, no. of my head, I think it's been more than that. But those yeah, three come to come to mind because they did the the mule kick. That they was did, last year. Was last year the mule kick? Mule kick came out last year, I believe. Okay, and all they did the La Creme special edition. Yeah, and all they did the um, the Headley. Uh, no, the um, no. It was maybe the mule kick was this year. I'm but, pretty sure the mule kick was this year. But anyway, regardless, they did the um, the one I smoked on the air about four weeks ago, and I couldn't remember the name of it while I was smoking. You know, either. I can never remember the I name of that either. cigar. Yeah, it, I know. I know fantastic. the label. I yeah. got the label right in my head. It's red label, gold Some, lettering, beautiful something, cigar. Something eighteen in Roman numerals. I yeah. remember that. But yeah, beautiful cigar. Yeah. Well, we should do Crown some Reserve. Show prep. Crown Reserve here. We should do show prep someday. Well, one of these days. Imagine how be good we'd be if we practiced. <laughs> and all, and of course the Buckeye Land. Yeah. And all which. I don't know. Do you classify Buckeye Land as a special release? I do. A or limited is it release. regional release. It's a limited release. Maybe not a special edition. Yeah. But so there's been a lot of those come out. I think Crown Heads and Fuente has led the pack in those. I'm trying to think of anybody else that was all out Kings this year. Or was that last year? That was last year. Okay. And all uh, was the but the Anaconda was this year. Mm, I think that was last year as well. Was that last year as well? Again. We should really think about show prep one of these. Well, well, that's what we're doing. We're actually working the ideal out. This is some inside baseball. This is this is I want you know one of the things we talked last week about resolutions, mm-hmm. and one of the things in finding out about making a podcast more popular, more profitable, more involved is that you do have to get the listeners to engage. It's true. So I'm sort of hoping by us going through some of these categories this week that we're kind of getting our listeners to kind of engage. And send us their thoughts. No, absolutely. I completely agree with that. And also, we're going to take a quick break, catch a cigar under eight. When we come back, I want to talk about a few more of these, um, including a big one. One of the biggest ones for us is always going to be accessory. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And also, we'll be back. Shane here with this week's Cigar Under 8. I want to talk this week about the Romeo y Julieta 1875 Nicaraguan. This is a brand new cigar. Just come out in 2018. Um, they're retailing even the Magnum, the 6x60, is only $7.95 a cigar. That's a great deal. And all the, the Toro is $7.10 a cigar. Anytime Romeo and Julieta puts out anything in, in this budget range, I, I've been a fan. Well, and it's hard to find Puros in this budget range. And this is a Nicaraguan Puro. It's binder, filler, mm-hmm. wrapper. Everything is Nicaraguan. Of course, it has an orange label, easy to find. The official color in Nicaragua, exactly. orange. But great cigar. Lo- really looking forward to getting these in the shop and starting to smoke several of them. Try the Romeo and Julieta 1875 Nicaraguan. Welcome back to the Cigar Cast. This is one of your hosts, Shane. I'm sitting here with Trey. We had way too much fun on the break this week. We did. And as we talked about on the break, we promise you next year in 2019, we will do a special release Cigar Cast After Dark. Yes. There were there were lots of names flying that we normally reserve for off mics that uh, you, the listeners will be in tune to at some point in the future. Strangely enough, all pointed at me. <laughs> I couldn't imagine why. A scholar and a gentleman. I don't understand how this occurs. <laughs> but coming back to talking about the Stogies, mm. 
Last couple of categories, of course, the great accessory of the year category. Now, how are we going to parameter this? Because accessories that come out during the year are kind of a more limited thing. Is it the accessory you used most this year? Is it the the one you reach for? What is your... You know, when I think of accessory of the year, I tend to think of accessory that came out that year. However, you know, I think when it comes time to you know, do the awards, it, maybe that'll be a game time decision. Maybe my answer will be one and yours will be the other. Because uh, I know that you've used the heck out of that Quasar cutter at the house, which is which was probably your pick last year. I don't remember, but... You know, but I, I look at some of the stuff that came out this year, and there were some there were some really good releases. I, I do think it should be something that we've used. Well, and you know, it's like the the Calibri Julius. Mm-hmm. The Calibri Julius. I've, when I said I've got to make two kits, I knew I had to go buy another Julius. Yeah. You know, and that's a hundred and twenty dollar lighter. It's not a cheap lighter. No, it's not. But, but talk about a workhorse. Well. I bought that other lighter, and I was lighting a cigar with it this week, and I found myself holding it like a foot away, trying to get my cigar lit, but not trying to get it too hot. Right. You know, I think that other lighter may go home and become a candle lighter or a fire lighter or something, because it's almost too hot to light a cigar with, that Vertigo quad jet. I, I think that may just come down to some practice. I think you will find a use for that in the canoe in the golf bag, something like that. I, I just think maybe it. I think there's some. It, it, it puts out such a hot flame, but also such a big flame that I think you're just gonna kind of have to get your muscle memory to hold it a little bit further away. It's probably an outdoor lighter. Absolutely. I mean, that's probably the place that's where how it was designed, anyway. Yeah, you're probably right on board with the canoe golf bag. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, tornado watching right. for those kind of <laughs> hobbies where you smoke a cigar. That's probably what you want is something along those lines that puts out so much volume of flame you can't not light your cigar. Yeah, exactly right. And I'll, and cutters, you know, and it, the accessory of the year is difficult because you... Because you know, a you, cutter is a cutter is a cutter. Right. You've got cutter, you've got lighter, you've got other. Yeah. You, you yeah, know, my Humidors cut- and... I mean, because... And, you know, I, I said it should be something we use, but the the thing we talked about at the beginning of this year, the the built-in wall humidor... I still think is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Yeah, really makes a, you know, and well, the Calibri SV cut. Yeah. The SV cut, I'll never own just another plain V cut again because, the you know, um, since I hadn't had two kits constructed, I've been cutting my deer hunting cigars with just a straight regular Calibri V cut, Mm -hmm. which works. But it's not like having that choice. And even though I V-cut most cigars I smoke, it's nice to have that choice. Well, and I, was, I wasn't I was sold on it when it first came out. I don't particularly like the finish uh, that came out on their first round. And, you know, I wasn't... But I've used yours a number of times, and I actually really like that cutter. So how's the Cabinet Maduro treating you? You know, I, I mentioned at the beginning of the show that one of the things I like about it is it's the one that they blend with probably the most flavor in their line, second only maybe to the uh, the Chapter 1. It's drawing really cool tonight, and uh, much like you know, last week I commented on that candela I smoked it being like such good construction, uh, smoldering, smoking well. I'm getting the same thing out of this, and it's it's burning very very smoothly, slowly, and and burning really well. I'm not. It's still not warmed up enough that I feel like I'm getting all the flavor out of it, though. I may have to to go to the retro hell here in a little bit and see and see what it's doing. 
Well, and that's just that's a cigar that will last. If a football game from it kicks off, I light my cigar. At halftime, I'm still smoking that cigar. And I'm a fast smoker. Yeah. So that's a cigar that will last the majority of a football game. I usually get well into the third quarter on that cigar. Yeah. I mean, it is not a fast smoke. And I'm, I'm not a big enough football fan that I have to sit here till the end of the game. Right. You know, when I've absorbed, and this is, this is a great principle, when I've absorbed all of the joy I can out of a situation, I'm ready to move on. Yeah. I'm, and, I'm like that as well. You know, a football game, they're going to win or lose regardless of whether I'm sitting here. Now, if it's the Super Bowl and it's like it was a couple of years ago where the Patriots are making that amazing comeback or yeah. something like that, even though I hate the Patriots. Um, if it's something like that, yeah, I want to hang around to the end. I want to be there for that. But, um, you know, the Music City Miracle, when that happened for right. the Titans, I was standing in Red Foods, and they had it going over the loudspeakers where I heard it because <laughs> I left cool. before the end of the game yeah. and went to the grocery store. But coming back to the Stogies, another category this year, Muchador Cigar of the Year. Now, the Muchador, let's talk parameters. What goes in your What is a Muchador? Let's define. I think it's under $10. Or the, the Muchador, so the Muchador is the, the humidor or the section of your humidor that is reserved for people who are not going to bring their own cigar that you're going to end up providing for them. Whether it's, um, whether it's somebody who, you know, I have friends that can't necessarily afford to go buy a good cigar or, you know, would rather spend the money on something else and I like to be able to provide them a cigar, that goes in the Muchador. Or you have people that I fall into this category more often than you do, which is wasn't expecting to have the opportunity to smoke and then one arises and so i didn't bring one with me but you did and that sort of thing right or just the, the spontaneous smoke you know we probably muchador has such a grammatical flow to it mm-hmm. that we it's hard to get away from that term but that does have a negative connotation we probably probably should have another term but i'm not willing to change it no i i i think Unfortunately, more often than not, it's an accurate description. I think there are plenty of opportunities where it isn't, but I think more often than not, that's an accurate description of, of what, the, what is going to be the ultimate fate of those cigars. And I, I think for a cigar that it gets classified as a good Muchador cigar, I think it has to appeal to a wide palate and has to be under 10 bucks. And it has to be a cigar you wouldn't be ashamed to smoke. You, wouldn't, you don't right. want somebody to come in and say, oh, he gave me the cheapest cigar in his humidor. Right. And also, these are not bad cigars. Right. Um, but now, a lot of bundles, you know, my Muchador always has Don Gonzalez bundle business cigars in it. Mm-hmm. Because I know that cigar is going to draw perfect. I know every, pay, every cigar Pedro makes will draw perfect, whether I paid $5 for it or 15 Right. And I think that's an important aspect of the Muchador. I think so, too. You don't want to give someone a bad experience. Right. You want to be sure you hand them something that they can enjoy. And I'll tend to get even, um, my Muchador tend to be populated by smaller ring gauge, shorter cigars. And I think that goes back to appealing to a wide audience. You know, for me, I can't think of a better cigar than the Charter Rope for that. But um, in the coming weeks, as we start making our lists and whittling them down and, and taking the nominations of the people that, that listen to the show, I think uh, really, really come to a head on that category. But that Charter Oak stands out in that, in that arena for me. Well, and also to give credit where credit is due, the term Muchador, you and I did not invent. No, One of didn't. our listeners, Alex, invented that term. 
So to give credit where credit is due, I would I would like to give Alex full credit for the term Muchador, which Ab- I have stolen. Absolutely. Are you, if you give him credit, does that mean you stole it? Um, no, I think that's a, a citation, a footnote. Alex, after you listen to this podcast, please message me and let me know I have your permission to use the Muchador <laughs> for the rest of my life. Not, not that it's going to change me. Um, another category, best cigar experience. Now, this is going to be esoteric. Yeah, this one's going to be very, very anecdotal to each of us. And, and it was funny. It, it, I think it really encapsulates the entire cigar experience. But it is going to be very personal. And, and I actually don't. I, I'm going to have to really sit down and spend some time thinking about this. But you said you had a couple of good examples. Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the things we did earlier this year is we did half a show with Jonathan about how to judge a man based on the cigar he smokes. Well, this week, my for Thanksgiving, or a couple of weeks ago, the time all runs it does, together. Yeah. Once you get so, into the holiday season, it's shot yeah. like a light. At Thanksgiving, my niece and her new husband come over to the house. And there's a tradition. This is the one who got married at the end of September. Right. Got okay. married at barn smoker time. Yeah. Um, they came over to the house for Thanksgiving dinner. And we have a tradition. What we always do for Thanksgiving we fix the meal, we have our meal, and then usually the ladies all go for a walk before dessert, and I sneak out to the back porch and have a cigar. Generally, the men step out back and have a cigar, and the ladies go take the dog for a walk, take a walk around the neighborhood before they come back, and we cut the pie and really get into it. And I, I highly recommend the break between dinner and dessert. It makes dessert so much better. But um, I got to sit out back on the porch with him and actually have a cigar. First cigar I've ever had with the young man. Got to sit down and talk to him. I actually, um, into his hand, I put, it was a um, La Aurora Cameroon. Oh, great cigar. Yeah, is the right size. It was the right, you know, everything, everything that goes in the Muchador, that cigar fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and he really impressed me. He carried his end of the conversation very well. And did the best thing that a 20-something-year-old could do. Asked your advice? No. (laughs) That's good. But for the entire length of his cigar and our conversation together, he never once looked at his cell phone. Hmm. And which is a huge, for a millennial, that is a huge accomplishment. It is. But he never once picked up his cell phone. That impressed me more about him than anything he said. And he had, you know, he's... currently going to University of Tennessee. He's getting his degree. He's a very intelligent young man, well-spoken, uh, well-read, just a, a really intelligent guy. But it says something, I guess, about me that I was more impressed that he did not choose to look at his phone during our conversation. Right. Now, well, that, more and more, that's, that's hard to find. And I'm guilty of that. Is that me being old man Shane, or is that me wanting, wanting to feel like I'm Pointing to the courtesy that I extend to others being extended to me. I think it may be a little from column A, a little of column B. I, I think there's, you know, it's definitely, it speaks to a bygone era where the conversation is the destination. And, you know, but, you know, we're also glued to our, you know, I get texts from my daughter, text, you know, emails from work and things like, I, I have to stay plugged in most of the time. And, you know, so I, I don't always afford people the courtesy of being completely disconnected from my phone during a conversation. I try to, but I, I think I, I do agree with your, um, your stance that it, it is a show of respect to, to put your phone away when you're having a conversation with someone. But also, I think it becomes easier when you're 
trying to you know impress the person that you're you're there with you know it's easier to pull your phone out with your friends than it is when you're meeting the in-laws for the first time yeah i never felt like he was trying to impress me but i and i felt like he was extending me the proper amount of courtesy he was you know, we were I at was, my home. I had fixed dinner. I felt like it was courtesy. You know, so for Thanksgiving this year, I, I've spent with my girlfriend's family for the first time. And, and I've met her parents, but I had not met two of her brothers. Still haven't met one of them. And, and you know, but I was I was involved in, in like a family birthday. Like I was I was involved in even when you're not trying to impress someone, you're still trying to impress someone. So I was in that same environment that he found himself in. And I can tell you whether he was outwardly projecting that his intent was to impress you that was his goal well he did he succeeded he impressed me he forever etched himself to a higher level than what i would expect of a man of his years mm-hmm. and I, and that that's a cigar experience yeah i mean that was a that was a real experience for me because that really left me feeling good about the choice she had made right and I, and, I, and so when we discuss cigar experience and i've got a dozen of those Different experiences I've had, whether I was on the cruise sharing a cigar. It's funny because my experience tends to revolve less around the cigar and more around the people I shared it with. Uh-huh. You know, the the 20 or so times this year that the Brain Trust has met here and we've all sat and discussed life's topics, sitting at the bar, smoking cigars. Those are some great cigar experiences. Right. And I don't remember the cigar near as well as I remember the, the setting and the sharing of the time. And I I was explaining this the other day, and we've discussed it on the show, is a cigar is a unit of time. It is. You know, you can't abandon it too quick because you do have an investment. And you can't draw it out forever. Right. And it it does have a finite amount of time left on that cigar. Right. So, yeah, a lot of great cigar experiences, especially with a friend of ours becoming a cigar rep. Um, I did not realize how deep... Caldwell's um, portfolio was till he started exposing me to a lot more of their stuff. Yeah, it, it's a lot more than you think it is. Yeah, you know, I had him at, you know, because when he told us he got the job, I was like, well, you know, you got Long Live the King, King is Dead, you've got uh, The Truth, and you've got All Out Kings, and you've got something, but he's really brought me to a lot of the the Caldwell stuff that's a lot less mainstream. Yeah. And he also, I sent him with a mission at the annual sales meeting this year, I'm either going to make him look like a genius or an idiot. <laughs> I'm not sure which way I hope it goes. Um, I told him, I said, I need to know, was the Long Live the King and the King is Dead designed to be smoked back-to-back as the story I have been told? Huh. I'll be interested to get the uh, answer to that straight from the horse's mouth. Yes, he said he will bring that up at the sales meeting for me. Wow. So I'm. We've got inside connections. Look at us. Look at look at us. Uh, industry leaders, <laughs> and all. So I was very excited about that. But we're also and also at the Stogies this year. We'll do a lot of just short technical awards. Yeah, you know, like they like they do at the Oscars. You know, already awarded at another ceremony. You know, we've got some other smaller stuff, but these are really the big ones that we'd love to see. You know, listener input from uh, to help you know, narrow down our nominations list. Yeah, and like I said, from from now till the the actual stogies, we'll be posting these on Facebook and getting input back from our listeners. Yeah. And, and we'll do the Stogies episode will be the last episode of the year for us. Yeah. And so we've got some time. We've got about four weeks. Yeah, and uh, 
click haters are the bane of my existence. Click haters? Click haters. People that write on social media for no other reason than just to be haters. Mm-hmm. I actually, I posted on my subdivision Facebook page this week, would it be rude to put a 9-volt battery in an envelope and leave it on my neighbor's front step so they can replace the smoke detector battery in their garage that I have to hear beep every time I go out to my truck? (laughs) And I got a lot of click haters on that. And finally, I posted in the reply section, because I don't have a sarcastic font I can use with you people, I refuse to continue to engage upon this topic, <laughs> which we need a sarcastic font. We do. <laughs> and uh, so Italics are good for that, but you can't use them on Facebook. Right. Yeah, we, we need a font that's just considered sarcastic. Just when people see this font, just like when you see something in all caps, you know it's yelling. Exactly. Um, sar- I, I need a sarcastic font, which may say more about me than actual the <laughs> probably, state of social probably media. Probably does. And all, but, so something else I want to talk about, moving away from the stogies. All right. I believe that we are coming up to the best week of the year to buy cigars. Okay. The best week of the year to purchase cigars, to stock your humidor, is the week between Christmas and New Year. Okay. Explain. Here's my justification. You're usually flush with cash because there's going to be a certain amount of people in your life that just stroke a check for your Christmas present. Right. Personally, I'm not into that. I would never do that. I'm going to give somebody. I don't worry about what the present costs. I'm going to give them something that I think is meaningful to them. Right. Or if I can't think of anything meaningful to them, I'm not going to give them a gift. Right. If I don't know you well enough to give you something meaningful, I'm not going to give you a gift. Right. But you're flush with cash. And cigar stores January 1 have to pay tax on all the inventory in their humidor. I believe that varies by state, doesn't it? Uh Possibly, but okay. in the state of Tennessee, they do. Okay. Um, thanks for letting the wind out of my sails. Well, I just <laughs> wanted to make sure, you know, price and participation may vary. I just want to, you know, if someone in Connecticut's looking for this fire sale, they may not find it. But what you have happen is you have cigar stores buy a lot of inventory for the Christmas season. And this is one of the difficulties in owning a cigar store is you have to predict what your Christmas sales are going to be. And, and not overextend yourself on inventory so that you're left with all of it coming into the beginning of the year, but also not sell off so much that you're left bare at the beginning of the year. Because the first thing of the year, it's really hard to get shipments out. Yeah, it is. It's really hard to get it because everybody's been on vacation and they're still coming back from vacation. You know, a lot of people take the week between Christmas and New Year's off as part of their regular vacation. Mm-hmm. You know, my father never worked the week between Christmas and New Year's. I tend to work very little. And all because I'm getting that last little bit of deer hunting in for the year. And I'm and this year in particular, because of the way that the Christmas falls on a Monday, and you know I'm going to be taking the 26th off, and then those last three days of that week are going to be my last days with my current job before I transition to the new one. So my week between Christmas and, and New Year's is going to be fairly light as well. So the combination of not wanting to pay tax on the inventory being flush with cash and misjudging the Christmas rush, I'll probably hit several cigar stores that I don't usually hit. I'll probably take a day or two and my wife and I actually go do some some creative shopping. Yeah. And and it's important, you know, if if you're the kind of guy that, that 
if you're the, you know, if you experience a bunch of different shops, you know, we tend to hang out mostly here, but we go to different shops all over town. And you know the ones that are more likely to run specials than the other ones. You know, there are cigar shops that I know of that never put anything on sale ever. And then there are others that are always running some kind of special. Those are going to be the ones that are more likely to do something special for you around around this time. Well, and take take a trip out of state. Take a trip to a neighboring state. You know, we'll probably run down to Alabama mm-hmm. and hit a couple of cigar stores there because I know there's some there where they'll be they'll be putting together some stuff like, okay, I need to clear out some room. And if you really want to nerd out on this adventure, uh, do a little research on what tobacco tax and sales tax are in your neighboring states. Because, for instance, Tennessee, we don't have a state income tax, so our sales tax is higher than our neighboring states. So going down to Alabama where they do have a state income tax, you're already paying less in sales tax. And take a, take a second to look at what their state tobacco tax is because you may get a discount that way as well. Yeah, I think, I think that that's an important week that, you know, don't buy cigars leading up to Christmas, even though there's some great deals come out, especially the Black Friday deals and things like that that have come out. Yeah. I do think that... It's it's a good opportunity. Don't miss the opportunity for that golden week. The other the other thing, and we don't recommend this very often, but you know if you are you know really being a deal seeker, it's also a great time to uh, check your email from Thompson Cigar Cigar International. All of those the online retailers because they have so much volume can offer steeper discounts, and they usually do the same thing. And don't be obnoxious with it. But don't be afraid to wheel and deal a little. Yeah. You know, wheel wheel and deal, especially if you're in that little cigar shop where the owner's actually standing there with you and you're like, boy, I'd love to pick up a box of those cigars. Uh, What could you really do for me on a box? Yeah. You know, what's what's your, you know, what kind of discount can we work at? You know, don't ask them what their box discount is, but ask what kind of deal you can make on a box for me. Right. You know, it's all, words are important. You know, it's all about the phrasing you use. But again, the key there is don't be obnoxious. You know, you don't, you don't bargain at Walmart. Don't be, uh, you're not at the car dealership. You know, take it easy. Right. Don't, don't overdo it. Right. Ask once and let it go. But I think you'll be surprised at what kind of deals you can pick up. Mm -hmm. Well, that kind of wraps us up. And all, I think we are prepared to begin work on the stogies. I do. Uh, I think we really flushed some things out, and I can't wait to get all the feedback from our listeners on the things that, that we may miss it, in doing our research and kind of help you know boost those, those nominations. Also, if there are some categories that you want us to touch on that maybe we didn't bring up, send us those as well. You can get us via email, info at thecigarcast.com. Uh, we're on facebook.com slash thecigarcast, and you can get us Instagram and Twitter at thecigarcast. Well, thanks everyone for listening this week, and until next week, have a great cigar and think well of us. Mm-hmm.